0: Good afternoon and welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure to have you alongside with us on this Thursday where uh, we currently have cloudy sky, 46 degrees, looking tonight with some clouds down to 21 degrees on Friday. Partly cloudy, 38 and uh, a low on 25 tomorrow night. Saturday on the weekend, cloudy, 48 with a low of 37. And then on Sunday, which is the big Super Bowl game, partly cloudy skies in Memphis, and 53 degrees you know it's kind of interesting we're having a little bit of a roller coaster ride on the weather know the kids are hoping is it going to snow is it going to snow we want to be out of school tomorrow well it doesn't look like it's going to do that but you never know what might happen right now it doesn't look like it but do have a cloudy sky 46 right now hey don't forget that the men of memphis conference get in the game this weekend at bellevue baptist church and it's going to be dynamic friday and saturday Some incredible speakers, James McDonald, who is on our program here on BOT Radio in the mornings. Uh, He's pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicago. And also Jonathan Evans, who's the chaplain of the Dallas Cowboys, former NFL fullback. And we've got Tommy Bowden, Fox Sports South analyst. And, of course, uh, Tommy is uh, the son, I believe, of the famous Bobby Bowden. What a great family, the Bowden family. Also, uh, Donnie Smith, Chief Executive Officer of Tyson Foods. And these are just, I'm sure, a few others that will be part of this men's event. Again, it's uh, Get In The Game, the Men of Men's Conference at Bellevue. I think there's still time that you can register. It's only $25 per person. You're getting a real heavy weight uh, of uh, men to be challenged there. So I encourage you to find out more details. And also, the same weekend is the Downline Conference, too. And uh, my goodness, they've got... Dr. Tim Keller is one of many that's coming in. I think there's still an opportunity to sign up for either one. So my goodness, if you're a man in Memphis, you've got an opportunity either at the Men of Memphis Conference or at the Downline Summit. that will take place at Hope Presbyterian Church. It's a great venue for that event. Well, today we have the honor of having one of Bot Radio Network's longtime friends and my personal friend, Dr. David Olford, in the studio. David is the president of Olford Ministries International and a resident lecturer at GMS Stephen Olford Center. GMS, which is Global Ministry Foundation, Stephen Olford Center was originally opened by Dr. Stephen Olford back in 1988 as a place to train pastors in expository preaching. GMF is committed to preserving Dr. Stephen Olford's legacy by supporting Dr. David Olford as he continues to train pastors for ministry at this premier retreat center. And I mean, it's like an oasis. It's a little slice of heaven off of Riverdale and Winchester area of our city. A lot of people pass by every day. Dr. David Olford don't even realize it. That's right. (laughs) We've been there a while. David, welcome to the show. It's great to be here with you. I always enjoy seeing you. And, uh, you know, it's it's hard to believe 2004, your father went to be with Jesus. And and your mother, you know, a few years later, she was in the studio with us just three months before she passed away. We had a chance to talk. And I've interviewed your dad and and your mom, too. The history that is in the Olford name and uh, the legacy it goes back to your grandparents and missionaries in Africa. I mean, it's just this exciting story of faith in Christ and what faith in Christ means and what it has done in your life. Your better half is Ellen Olford. Some of our listeners know Ellen. She's the director of women's ministry at Central Church, where you're also an elder, I believe. That's right. Tell me, what's happening with the Olfords? Not the ministry, but just the Olford family.
1: Well, we're doing very well. We have uh, two daughters that are in uh, in further training for some type of ministry, one more on the theological side and one more on the counseling side up in the Chicago area. And uh, Ellen and I are seeming to keep ourselves pretty busy and very aware of uh, the legacy that's been handed to us and uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, we want to be faithful and to do what God's called us to do. So uh, we are just want to be his servants and uh, follow him wherever he leads. But uh, we're right at the uh, GMF Stephen Olford Center and looking forward to some training coming up this coming week. You've got several events uh, that will be
0: taking place in the next uh, well, in month of February, by the way, February 7th through the 10th, The Essentials of Expository Preaching and Teaching, 13th through the 16th, Strengthening Expository Preaching, and the 19th through the 22nd practical preaching workshop taking place all at the Stephen Olford Center, 4,000 Riverdale Road here in our city. And we're going to give details about those who can come and participate. Uh, But, David, let's just start off, define for our listeners, and for me too, if you will, just what is expository preaching?
1: Well, I'm very glad you asked that question. (laughs) And uh, really, it's very simple. It is uh, seeking to proclaim, teach, preach what the Word of God, in fact, actually says, uh, to be able to communicate the truth of the text of God's Word faithfully, accurately, clearly, and in a way that relates to your audience today. But it's it's being faithful to God's Word, not just using uh, the Word uh, to lean on, to say what you really want to say, regardless of the Word or uh, just some sort of general idea of what the passage is all about, but really digging into the passage of Scripture to to understand what does this really say, what does it teach, and then to share that with whatever audience the Lord has given you, whether it's a Sunday school class, whether it's a small group, or whether it's a, a church congregation, or it's evangelism.
0: So it's really not limited to being a pastor behind a pulpit on Sunday morning.
1: No, absolutely not, because the same principles for uh, teaching the Word of God on a regular basis, if you are teaching a class, if you're in a small group context, uh, whatever it might be called, uh, are the same for preaching. Now, obviously, the, the type of delivery can be different in, in, when you have a large congregation or a large group of people, and teaching can be more interactive if you have a small group. But it's the same principles, and we want to to really come alongside of people who have a real passion for God's Word, to communicate that truth from God's Word uh, clearly, accurately, and meaningfully to people.
0: And I would say, would you agree to this, David, those who are listening to someone, you know, preach God's Word, uh, it can be a gift to be able to communicate it in a way that your audience is, you know, is in tune, they're captivated. And I don't mean by, you know, by being loud or or yelling, but not being boring either, you know, Mm -hmm. but uh, being have had the ability to communicate and still within the guidelines of expository preaching can can really be a challenge.
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, You'll never hear at our center that preaching or teaching is easy. I'm sorry. There's not a, a shortcut. And uh, there is the gifting side of it. God gives different, different gifts to the church. Uh, God gives different gifts to the church. And yet, uh, whatever gift we have can be enhanced, it can be sharpened, it can be utilized. My dad used to say, you need to uh, maximize and then utilize your gift, and and that's what we want to yeah. help people do.
0: Well, going to your father's uh, comment there, I, I used Google search on expository preaching and was came up with some information, and uh, there was uh, comments, you know, people can leave comments, and one individual made a comment, they said, I like Stephen Olford's definition. He wrote this back in 2014, he said, I like Stephen Olford's definition of expository preaching, so I copied it down. And this is what, according to this individual your dad said, his definition was, "...expository preaching is the Spirit-empowered explanation and proclamation of the text of God's Word with due regard to the historical, contextual, grammatical, and doctrinal significance of the given passage with the specific object of invoking a Christ-transforming response." Is that the way your dad would say
1: that? That's uh, what he said. <laughs> and uh, that's a mouthful, and I know it it uh, probably doesn't create a lot of warm fuzzies uh, when you're listening to it. But can I break that down? I want to break it down, yeah. All right. Well, we believe that preaching needs to be spirit-empowered. We're not just talking about rhetoric or oratory or speaking. It, it has to come from someone who knows the Lord, loves the Lord, is uh, dependent upon the Holy Spirit and is relying upon the Holy Spirit not only for the illumination of truth from the Word of God, but to declare that truth to others. But we believe it's a spiritual event, that it's not just something that's uh, conversational on just the human level. We're seeking God to be involved in this whole activity, so it has to be Spirit-empowered. Secondly, it needs to be textually determined it's the text of God's word that's the focus not just some vague word but the specific words of God in the scriptures that are god-breathed are to be the focus of any true biblical message and so it's to be spirit-empowered but also textually determined what i say is determined by yeah. the text then it's to be doctrinally focused uh, our, the focus has to be the truth of the text. You know, it is possible to speak on a text and to go off in all sorts of tangents, and to your focus is not on what the text actually says. It's some minor thing. It's some almost aside in the text as opposed to what is the truth that is presented in this text. That has to be the focus if we're going to be faithful to God's Word. And then lastly, it needs to be purposefully delivered, that that we're seeking a Christ-transforming response. We're wanting people to be changed by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, and by the Lord Jesus Himself to become more like Christ. Of course, they need to, first of all, come to know Christ but then to be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. Well, so.
0: I, I like what the late Dr. Adrian Rogers said. Anything I can talk you into, somebody else can talk you out of. So as you talk about the Christ-transforming response, and you talk about – which is, really is, is comes from the, the spirit empowerment, where the Holy Spirit – you know, communicates the truth, not only to the preacher, but to those listening as as he proclaims the truth. Absolutely. And, and also, I was thinking, too, as you were talking, David, about, you know, cooking a pot of stew. And sometimes, you know, you'll hear somebody just tangentially speak on a word or pull something out of the Scripture to prove their point or want to prove a point they have, you know, which has nothing to do with what the text is actually saying. And... And I remember in Bible college that we were always challenged when you're, when you're studying something and you think you've got something new, you know, don't bring it to your people Sunday morning, you know, let it simmer. You know, some of the things that you might be looking into God's Word today needs to simmer for a few months or a while and, and, and think and pray over and, and let other Scripture speak to that, you know, uh, before you go out and, and,
1: and get off of some kind of crazy tangent. Well, that, that's certainly true, and uh, by the way, uh, my, a wonderful colleague that teaches with me is is Dr. Ted Rendell, who has uh, taught the Scriptures for many, many years and was uh, the president of a Bible college, then chancellor of Prairie Bible Prairie, Institute, yeah, yeah. and uh, just so faithful to God's Word, and he, he's so helpful in, in uh, helping people to understand the Scriptures and to proclaim them. But we talk about how... The longer you can take to prepare a message, the better. And by that I mean to give it time. Sometimes, obviously, there's a a quick opportunity, and praise God, you've already done some study of the Word of God that you can bring to bear on that situation, but you don't want to just do something, as we sometimes say, off the cuff. It needs to be something that you know is true to God's Word, and it's coming from the heart. And that's why we like to see people prepare messages over a week or or, or even longer, so that they can live with the text, yeah. they can let it simmer, uh, they, they can sense uh, how God is even using that text in their own life, but recognizing that uh, the message needs to be even more uh, broad than that, because God's specific application to you is one thing, right. but the truth to a broader group may be another.
0: And, and plus, uh, when you... Couldn't you say a sermon can be a sermon can be revisited? I mean, you know, you might do a sermon series, you might preach on a particular text, and then maybe five years, pull those same notes out, and after you've gone through life and you've experienced different things, there might be some new direction or some things you might add, and you might preach a little bit different. But you know, I mean,
1: the truth is still there. Yes, and uh, I like to say that you never, ever preach the same message twice. Even if you preach it at the 9 o'clock hour and the 11 o'clock hour, it's a different message. Now, the, the truth may be the same. You may have the same set of notes sitting in front of you. But due to the unique situation and, and the new audience in that moment, uh, that message is, is different from the message that you preached just two hours earlier, just due to the, the different situation. And so uh, it's there's always needs to be a freshness uh, to uh, the proclamation of truth.
0: David, what are some of the pitfalls to expository preaching that a preacher if not careful can fall into?
1: Well, I think you have to know yourself. And uh, some people are, are 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 love to get into the text and they dig and they dig and And uh, I like to tell people you don't need to blow the dust off off the commentaries in your preaching. I mean, you don't don't need to just go so deep that you're dealing with all sorts of technical matters that uh, people don't need to be bogged down with. You need to give them the fruit of the study, not all the process. And I think that can sometimes be a danger when you're sort of almost wanting people to know how much work you did, and that's not – there's no place for that.
0: Again, going back to Adrian Rogers, I remember he used to say, you put the cookies on the bottom shelf so the kids can get a hold of them.
1: So, yeah, you're you're communicating now to your audience. So on the one hand, you have the person that has too much information they're trying to get across – on the other hand you have people that are very relational, very communication oriented and they're almost moving too quickly to uh, to uh, what do I need to say to get the attention of these people as opposed to relying on the word of God itself uh, to be the message. And and so you have to be, you have to know where you are on that spectrum whether you're more uh, a natural communicator who who loves to to engage with people, or whether you're sort of a more of a natural uh, student and you love to dig and dig and dig in the Word of God.
0: Well, let's say that uh, you're going to preach from the text John 3.16, okay? How would you prepare to preach that text, and how would you preach the text to your congregation?
1: Well, again, you can <laughs> preach it in, in uh, various uh, ways over time, as you were saying, you know you can come back, but uh, you have to look at how that fits, first of all, within John's Gospel, uh, within the Scripture, but within John's Gospel, the Gospel of belief, and uh, coming right off of the interview with Nicodemus that uh, Jesus has had, and uh, the reference to the lifting up of the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up, and and that whoever believes in him will, will not perish. And then he goes right into, for God you know, so loved the world. I don't know if I said that exactly correctly. But in other words, you've got to see it in context. And then look at, at what that text uh, is really saying. Uh, and uh, in terms of, of this whole uh, drama of redemption that's there, you've got the love of God, which resulted in the gift of his Son, but that causes us to uh, believe in him because of who he is and what he's done in order that we might not perish, which is part of that text, but have everlasting life. And so you have to, when you're organizing a message, sort of pick your focus point, whether it's, it's, it's the love of God. And then you could talk, if you're focusing on the love of God, you could talk about the scope of that love, the, the world. You could talk about... Uh, uh, the uh, the enterprise or or the proof of that love that he gave his only begotten son, and then you could talk about the results of that love that through faith people can have eternal life, and and you sort of break it down that way. But it's within the gospel of John. Many would say it's the key verse uh, in the, the gospel of John, and uh, uh, but I would say very much you need to look at it in. In context, because uh, it's focusing on the saving aspect of, of the work of Jesus, and but the very next verse says that those who do not believe, you know, are condemned, and so you, that emphasis needs to be in there as well.
0: Well, let's remind our friends we're live today with Dr. David Olford, President of Olford Ministries International. He's also a resident lecturer. At GMF Stephen Olford Center, and we're talking about some upcoming workshops that are available to you, for you: February seventh through the tenth on the essentials of expository preaching and teaching; February thirteenth through the sixteenth, strengthening strengthening expository preaching; and then February nineteenth through the twenty second, practical preaching workshop. Now, all of these are will take place at the Stephen Olford Center, four thousand Riverdale Road in Memphis. And if you need information about anything we're talking about this afternoon, be sure and go to olford.org, olford.org, or the stephenolford.org. I think it's another website mm-hmm. that uh, Miss Betty sent this information over to me. Uh, and what about uh, registering? And what about cost for these, uh, David?
1: Well, I, I want to give a phone number also uh, in just a moment. Uh, Another one, uh, because uh, just over the weekend, if people want to get in touch, uh, they can get in touch with me uh, through uh, 901-453-6444. That's 901-453-6444. Let me write that down. 901 453 6444 Okay. And... um, uh, this is a, a very unique event. It's a an intense uh, three-and-a-half-day seminar. We have folks uh, coming uh, from uh, a couple of uh, foreign countries and uh, already some guys from, like, Delaware and Texas. and And so we come together, and it's very much a time to meet together, eat together, pray together. And so there's a bunch of meals involved. The actual... Course and meals are is two hundred and ninety five dollars uh, for uh, the 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 Wednesday through it's Wednesday morning through Saturday noon for this first one, and I say that because uh, there's some good food, and uh, but that's a big part of the program is the eating together, the interacting together, as well as the sessions that we have. And I'll just so, insert
0: this because I have been to some of the institutes in the past, and that is one of the highlights for me is being able to meet some of these pastors and you know and some are lay people who just have a heart for God's word, and they come from all over the world in this one location, and you you have time to have some incredible fellowship and learn about other work that God's doing in places around the world.
1: We have we have just some wonderful uh, brothers and sisters in Christ that come. And uh, I would just say that it—the whole goal is—is is, is more of a small group uh, intensive time to learn together, to pray together. Uh, they get uh, a full notebook of material, and uh, you know we we spend a lot of time getting into the practical aspects of, of preparation, uh, of communication, uh, the personal life, the practical aspects of, of preaching and teaching, and so. Uh, I think for anyone who's involved in that kind of ministry, whether it's, it's uh, full-time or whether you have opportunity to be teaching on a regular basis, I think it can be a benefit.
0: It can be a benefit, David. And this is an investment. This is an investment in your ministry. Uh, you know, many I know that come through the Olford Center are bivocational pastors are those who are business professionals, you know, and they didn't have a chance to go to seminary or to Bible college, and you are bringing in the resources here from the men who come and teach, including yourself. I mean, this is a, a really a nominal fee of what you're going to get in return and to come. So, yeah, I hope that our, those would come. And I hope if, if you have a, a church that's listening right now, This would be great for the church to send their pastor. And this would be, you would be gifting your pastor and your congregation, not just the pastor, but your church as well, that if you would sponsor your pastor. Or some of your leaders in your church who are teaching, you know, some of the Bible programs in your in your in your uh, congregation, this would be benefiting your whole church if you would uh, sponsor them to come Mm -hmm. to this uh, any one of these
1: workshops we're talking about. We we get uh, that's one of the other good things. It's such a variety, variety of people. We have people who've been in the ministry for years and been teaching, preaching for years. Uh, We get people who are just starting. And this is a great way to be uh, introduced to a lot of the basic principles. Uh, sometimes we have people who are in transition. They've been doing one kind of ministry, and now they're moving into a ministry where they're going to be doing more teaching, more preaching. Great time uh, to come. Uh, I'm hoping later in the year we're going to have a, just a, a, a sort of an evening program for for folks in, in the, the greater Mid-South, Memphis especially, and, and Collierville, Germantown, South Haven, uh, Olive Branch, that whole area, Uh, an evening program for folks that just can't get away from work. But this is uh, uh, a full, uh, you know, I need to say it's a full day Wednesday, full day Thursday, full day Friday, and then Saturday morning uh, where uh, we really, really uh, give a lot of time to, to encouraging and equipping one another.
0: David, our time is slipping. We have just a couple of minutes left before we have to end today's show, but out of the years of training pastors and lay people in the principles of expository preaching, what have been some of your personal joys of investing your energies in this particular work?
1: Well, one of the exciting things is uh, we're seeing uh, folks Teaching others also that 's the ultimate goal is, That's discipleship is, is multiplication yeah. and we do have a, a full program uh, where people can come to various institutes you you listed three of them back to back to back, and we 're doing that because we get internationals we get people who come for the full three weeks, and our goal is to is to not only equip uh, those that are preaching and teaching the Word of God but in a sense to equip equippers who are going to then go and encourage others to uh, teach the Word of God. You know, Paul said to Timothy, the things you learned of me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And we want to see that multiplied because people need the Word of God. Lost people need to hear the Word of God. They need to hear the truth of the gospel in order that they might be saved. Christians need to hear the Word to grow and to love the Lord more and to serve Him more faithfully. And people need the Word of God worldwide. And uh, it's just uh, exciting when you see people that gain a fresh passion, not only to preach, but to teach others.
0: Dr. David Olford, thank you so much for joining us here on BOT Radio Network. Friends, for more information, please call the number 901-453-6444, 901-453-6444, or visit the website, Olford olford.org or stevenolford.org. Well, that's all the time we have, David. Thank Great you so much. You. Thank you. Friends, we'll talk to you next time. I'm Byron Tyler. Bye-bye now.